welcome to CXTV. My name is Charlie, and today I'm joined by Martin Taylor, Director of Content Guru. Martin, it's great to have you join us. How are you doing today? Yeah, good to be here. The sun's out. Uh, what more could we want? <laughs> well, I have a lot of snow where I am, so, <laughs> so that sun is, uh, is uh, something that I very much want. But uh, I also really want to hear your thoughts on a really interesting uh, topic today, and that is kind of engaging uh, customers with video. And I thought, first of all, a kind of really good first question to ask you would be, why are some contact centers turning to video as the next customer engagement channel? Yeah, well, I suppose speaking is only about half of, of a real interaction, isn't it? So most of the rest is seeing, kind of like we're doing now. So you know, why would we want to limit ourselves to just what Alexander Graham Bell kind of came up with 140 years ago or something, when you know, we can do so much more? And it's really, I think, the pandemic brought video from being the next big thing, which it had been you know, throughout my time in the industry, which is quite a long time now, to being something that was kind of widely accepted uh, and used every day. So I think video in a contact center sense went from being a, a kind of specialist business tool that we use you know, now and again under kind of special arrangements with a lot of setup and, and hassle uh, to being something that consumers got used to using day in, day out. So if you remember back to the kind of early pandemic days, people were doing Zoom birthday parties, Zoom quizzes to kind of keep that sense of togetherness uh, in work teams and you know, social groups, or even kind of Zoom drinks, so otherwise known as drinking alone, I think. <laughs> uh, so I think the, the video aspect brought that personal touch. And I think once seen, it can't be unseen. So they have a consumer, citizen, patient, they all want to continue having that visual aspect to their communication. I think and then it's up to contact centers to be able to provide that in an easy way. It's not just for, for young people either. I mean, I think over the pandemic, it emerged that 55 to 64s, 65 to 79s and 80 plus, those came out as the three age groups who really wanted that digital interaction. So I think the whole landscape's really changed now. Uh, and for us, you know, we'd been doing video demos for, for years, but no one in the kind of contact center field had been that interested in, in adopting it. Uh, they were worried about you know, what would people see behind me and all these other kind of concerns that are so kind of pre-2020. Um, and it's actually, again, in the pandemic, the health sector is what did it for us. So the NHS needed to cut down on people getting together and, and catching COVID. So doctors didn't want to go and see patients anymore or GPs anyway. And that's really you know, where we started with our customer, Huck, in the east of England. And uh, their GPs wanted to do remote consultations, but again, with that personal video element. And so that is kind of where we brought that into our contact center product. Uh, and with that productized, it's then uh, become available to use much more widely. Yeah, I think there was lots of really interesting uh, points that you've made there, especially I can especially see the value of video within the healthcare industry, as you say, and kind of building that kind of pain, patient centered uh, experience. And you kind of also mentioned there a few interesting ways in which a contact center could potentially 
use video beyond customer engagement in terms of kind of collaboration um, with the teams. Kind of, it would be good to hear if you have any kind of other examples that you can share of where video can add value to a contact center beyond one-to-one uh, -one customer conversations. Yeah, I mean, definitely it started with the kind of consumer to contact center. Uh, as I said, it was kind of aping the person-to-person uh, -person communications that we've had. And I think, again, if you think about people working together, think of collaboration within the workplace. So you've got the contact center in the front office, and then you've got the, the back office where most people work. They're probably on teams nowadays. And having that visual connection between the two um, so that maybe you're in the front office contact center dealing with a customer inquiry, there's a complex question you need to get a kind of subject matter expert who's not part of the contact center and kind of get them involved. Uh, why would you not want to be able to see them? And so I think that's what's led from our point of view to that integration between our Storm uh, contact center as a service and Microsoft Teams in particular. We've done a Zoom integration as well, but a team seems to be the, the one business has coalesced around. I think we were only the fifth or sixth contact center uh, to get the, the team's certification. So again, it's just that human touch linking together the front office and back office to make people more productive. I mean, a stat back from 2020 was that 79% of workers thought video conferencing was as productive or more productive so I'd probably kind of temper that now, speaking in 2022. Now we've actually got back to getting together with people and seeing just how you know, great that is actually being together. That's probably the other 10%, isn't it, of an interaction is actually being with someone uh, and those kind of spontaneous moments that happen. But it's definitely found its place for the long term. And of course, the remote working aspect, that's going to carry on. So 97% of remote workers want to continue with some level of remote working into the future. And I think if you try and just order everyone back to work in the contact center or anywhere else, you're gonna have this mass exodus. Already globally, there's talk of the great resignation across all sectors. So I think it's making people more productive, making people happier, getting that internal collaboration going, the kind of in-office feeling even if people are distributed, and it's about leveraging those tools that, that businesses have got already uh, and harnessing those with the contact center. And that's that's really the probably the other aspect, as you said, other than the consumer to organization contact. Mm, yeah, I think there's lots of, again, lots of very interesting points, lots of great um, stats in your answer there. And also you kind of reflected on um, the Content Guru um, Storm solution, which is, a, which is kind of a leading video solution what are the kind of, with that in mind, kind of what are the key features that you think that a contact center should look out for when looking towards a uh, contact center video solution? Yeah. I suppose it's for flexibility. So we started off video as a one-way thing because actually these doctors were still a bit camera shy. They wanted to see the patient, but they didn't think you know, the doctor's probably home environment was, was the place to see. Uh, and then it became two-way because it was evident that video is a, a kind of two-way thing. You know, just peering into a camera and imagining the other person isn't quite enough. So one-way, two-way, and of course, multi-way, particularly if you're thinking of the collaboration aspect uh, and you're, you're getting your, your team together. 
why would you not want multiple people? And again, it might be consumer, contact center, professional, uh, and subject matter expert all kind of getting together in the name of first contact resolution. So I think one-way, two-way, multi-way, I think the ad hoc aspect as well. If you think back to old style video conferencing, you might even have a special room for it uh, and you need to set it up, you need to install software. The expectation now, particularly the consumer level, is maybe you're just talking, uh, you, you receive a text message, you click on it and off you go. So it's that ad hoc nature so that the video aspect can be spontaneous, no scheduling, no installing an app. Uh, and then I suppose the other aspect is security. People are always saying, is this secure? So again, you've got to look for end-to-end -end encryption really as a kind of starting point for making sure that these, these pictures are, are held securely and aren't kind of out there as it were on the, on the general internet for everyone to have a good laugh at. Yeah. So yeah, again, lots of, uh, lots of really great stuff there. And it kind of makes me think, you know, you've mentioned a lot of kind of features to look out for within a video solution. What do you think specifically differentiates the Storm um, Contact Center video solution? Yeah, I'd say that we've designed it around WebRTC. So we, we looked at the various ways of doing this and we thought, okay, we want a single use SMS link. Uh, people email the links as well, but usually it's text messaging because we want to leverage that you know, ready-made camera, probably several cameras now on a smartphone and the screen that's already on that smartphone device or, or an iPad or similar. So having a single use WebRTC link, you click on it, it automatically, with your permission, opens your camera, opens your screen, opens up the mic and off you go. So that single use WebRTC aspect, uh, being app free and then thinking, okay, what else can we do over that link? So photo sending, photo sharing, often it might be good. You take a picture of the boiler or something that needs repairing and the, the back in the contact center, you can kind of analyze that. Uh, and sometimes again, if uh, the bandwidth is low, then having that single image that you can send, uh, it can provide actually more detail, shed more light on the matter, do file sharing as well. Uh, we looked also at the treatment of recordings. So it's one thing to be secure, but what's going to happen with these recordings? So we set up separate recording policies for video as to voice. So that you know, people typically keep the video for less long than they do the voice. Uh, and so again, we, we designed that as part of it. And then the last thing was, again, on the bandwidth question, people have very variable bandwidth. So we wanted to use a dynamic codec. So that's the thing that encodes the video and the voice. Uh, and you know, we separate the video and the voice. So we keep the voice path as it is. But the video, we can kind of compress the quality depending on how much bandwidth is available. And we can change the frame speed as well. So again, all of that happens without the consumer or even uh, the person in the contact center being aware of it. So that's all stuff we designed in uh, to make it easy to use. Yeah, I think, you know, from all of your points there, convenience is very much the, the word that springs to mind in terms of convenience for the contact center and implementing and kind of harnessing the recordings, as you say, but also for the customer in, um, in launching a video conversation. I think that's a very interesting theme um, that's 
kind of that will be interesting to see how that kind of grows forward within the video space. Um, but when I'm thinking now of kind of how a contact center goes ahead and creates a video strategy, you've, you've kind of mentioned um, a content guru's work within the health healthcare space already in this regard. But what kind of great examples come to mind when you think of a, a brand strategy around video? Yeah. So it depends again on what kind of brand you are. So we work with kind of online fashion retailers and energy utilities. So the way that they want to use video is, is quite different. One might be about repairing a, a fault. Uh, one might be about seeing how this garment looks at the back and uh, yeah, getting different images over. So I think video really we regard as part of a, an omni-channel strategy really. So particularly it works well through social media uh, it's it's essentially a mobile driven thing so you know it's really about taking that contact center from the old call center through to to this kind of new future where people communicate in all kinds of different ways so using twitter facebook whatsapp viber uh within tiktok at the moment as well actually so another great video platform and uh you know, obviously instagram it's kind of if you're particularly in that more youth oriented or, or kind of fashion demographic, Instagram is super important. And actually, believe it or not, we're implementing Instagram for one of our police customers at the moment. And uh, when they raise that, because it's for their 101 and 999 services, so what was this my crime lifestyle or something? But actually, it does, as it turns out, also have use in policing. So you, the brand strategy depends on on your sector, but definitely you want to be integrating video as part of your omni-channel strategy, making it really easy for your customers to use, whether they're a consumer, whether they're a citizen, whether they're a patient, just making that engagement really easy. Mm. Yeah, it's really interesting to hear kind of how different types of companies, all the way from police to kind of a fashion retailer, can uh, use a video solution and it definitely seems as though kind of there is some sort of acceleration around the channel now, which is very exciting. But I think that's a really great place to end today's um, chat. I've learned a lot. So thank you very much for uh, joining me today, Martin. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, look forward to seeing you again at some point. Yes, that would be great. And um, yeah, I look forward to seeing um, everybody else uh, who's watching uh, again. And uh, bye for now. Thanks. Thank you.